This message was previously recorded on February 28, 2023 at the Panorama of Hope Community Impact Series with Evangelist Pastor Jerome Bevans. You remain standing with me for prayer. Please let us pray. Our Father and our God, tonight we glorify you, we magnify you, we thank you for being the awesome God that you are. You kept us from harm and danger throughout the day and you placed within our hearts under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to come and worship you. You have summoned the entire earth from the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same that the name of the Lord is to be praised. And here at Panorama of Hope, our interest is your glory. Our interest is to worship you, to praise you, to do your will, to proclaim the good news of salvation to a dying world. We pray tonight that your spirit might condescend and minister to every soul, to every person that is in need of you, Lord. We pray that tonight you might heal uh, those who are sick. We pray that you might amend the brokenhearted and we Pray, Lord, that those that are in captivity in your mighty name, that they will be set free tonight in Jesus' name. I pray, Father, that as we sit, as we worship, as we study your holy words, that you might speak to our hearts tonight. Thank you for hearing us. Thank you for blessing us. Is our prayer tonight. Let the people of God say, Amen, Amen, Amen. amen. Okay, you may be seated. You may be seated. I know you had already received a welcome, but I just want to say that you look lovely. And we are thrilled. We are happy that you are here with us this evening. Now, this evening, very quickly, I, uh, I, I remember, I think it was a week or so before we, we actually uh, started off on Panorama of Hope. I remember going to uh, the district rep office and delivering, hand-delivering, hand-delivering uh, invitation, uh, invitation to Panorama of Hope. And, and uh, tonight, tonight we have the Honorable Alvera Maduro King. Alvera Maduro King here with us. Amen. Praise the Lord. As, as a matter of fact, uh, I would like to invite you to come on up quickly and just say a few words to, to uh, your district. You have, you have five minutes tops. <laughs> come on up. Come on up, Honorable. Let's give her a round of applause as she comes to the stage. Good evening to everyone. I am so glad that my mother sent me to Girls Brigade because it always tells you to be prepared. So you always have to be prepared. And it's always good to be in the house of the Lord. Just one more time. Um, Sunday, I was called to, to say a word or two at a church and I said, you know, this is my third. That was my third church for Sunday. So my Sundays are always filled with going to church 
So most, most Sundays is two or three church. But I am happiest when I'm in the house of the Lord. So it takes nothing out of me to go to the house of the Lord. And it's, it's, it's kind of like the same when I go to the house of assembly. And I remember I was telling my good friend Patsy, that's my good friend there, that's my prayer partner, my prayer warrior, my great friend. And I remember the first time I went to the house and I spoke under other business. And I spoke about the Lord and his goodness and how he has blessed me. And when I got home, I had many messages in my inbox on Facebook. Oh, you can't go to the house of assembly to speak about God. We, we elected you to make laws and to put laws in place. And I felt bad for a moment. But then I said, if I cannot proclaim the name of the Lord in the house of assembly, then where? Because he put me there for a reason. And that didn't stop me. I will continue to do it. Who vex, let him get vex. (laughs) Because it's because of him I am here. And because of him, I am in the house of assembly. And like I said, I he put me there for a reason. And I am going to do the work that he sent me there to do. You know. So that would always be my foundation. And I will continue to speak about him. And I want to encourage some of us. Is if anyone here tonight doesn't know the Lord, you need to. Because when you look around and see what's going on in this world today, you have to hold on to God. Only he can help you, you know. Don't think that you could go out and help yourself and you could, I could do this, you know. And I, nah, mm-mm. you need the Lord. You need the Lord. That's the only way now with what is going on. You know, and don't do no half hazard. I am not perfect, and I know repentance is an ongoing thing. But every day, sometimes I even say, Lord, did I do something wrong? But I find myself going to the Lord and say, forgive me, Lord, forgive me, because I am so conscious of trying to do what the Lord says to do and what he ordained me to do, that I constantly say, Lord, forgive me, you know, because you're sinning word, thoughts, and deeds. You know, and he like when you come and acknowledge that you have sinned, you know. So I encourage all of you, hold fast. Those who know God, hold fast, because that's the only way. Thank you. Just before you leave, just before you leave, I have a, a little token here. Hope for troubled times, how to thrive in a shattered world, and for your prayer partner, hope in the midst of chaos. Okay? God bless you. Let us give her a round of applause once again. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. We are once again on a Tuesday evening, our second Tuesday evening for the Panorama of Hope impact evangelistic or community series and tonight we're going to jump right into the message which is a continuation from last evening and uh, uh, those of us who were here last evening know that 
We had a wonderful time in the Lord. Amen? Amen. And tonight, by the grace of God, will be no exception. Tonight's message, as I said before, is a continuation from last evening's message. Seven portraits of an authentic last day Christian. And uh, the premises from which we get these seven portraits come from the book of Revelation chapter 14. Revelation chapter 14 is the climax of what is going to happen. It is what we have been proclaiming. It is the hope of the soon coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And in Revelation chapter 14 it tells us uh, about Jesus that was ready. He was prepared to, to to reap the harvest of the earth and just before that reaping just before that great reaping God had a message that he would have proclaimed to all those that live on planet earth and so just before the second coming of Jesus which is soon I firmly believe he says behold I come quickly and my reward is with me to give unto each of us according to our works. Amen. Amen. And so just before, just before the second coming of Jesus, there is an important message. Now, what we have done from last night and tonight, what we have done is that we have packaged the message. We have not changed the message, but we have packaged the message in a tangible form. How would it look? Uh, in the last days, you're going to have people that are professing to know God. And we read last night from Matthew chapter 7 and verse, uh, from uh, I think it's verse 23 and onwards where Jesus himself said, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. You know, we have to do the will of our Father. It's not just about talking about God. It's about doing that which God has prescribed for us in his holy words. Can amen, I get an amen? amen? We have established last evening. Well, if I don't go into tonight's message, I'll be caught up just like last night unfinished business. So allow me to go right into the message. We are sharing with you tonight seven portraits of an authentic last day Christian. This, these concepts, these portraits, these characteristics, these qualities of last day faithful, authentic Christians living. Remember, it did not come from me. It came from the book of Revelation. Is that alright? Yeah. And so, the first portrait is Be that Go ahead, reader. Be committed to the global proclamation of the everlasting gospel. A last day Christian will be living local, will be ministering local, but a last day Christian has a global mindset. We are ministering in Purcell, but we understand that there is a panoramic platform that is being placed for the entire universe. God is about to do something, not only in Purcell, but God is about to do something on the entire face of planet earth. Is Amen. that alright? So while we minister locally, we think globally. Is that alright? The message that we share is a message that should go to the 
entire globe and the message is the everlasting gospel we the, we we understood that commitment is not just being involved commitment means that i need to believe the everlasting gospel i need to accept jesus as my lord and personal savior i need to believe every single word that comes out of the mouth of god Amen. i need to put it into practice i need to order my life in harmony with what the word of god says I need to use my effort, my influence, my resources in order to prepare others so that they too can be ready for Amen. Christ's glorious appearing. Is Amen. that all right? Amen. It's not just about it's not just about talking. It's about allowing God to be sovereign everything in my life. The second characteristic of a authentic last day Christian is that that individual is going to exercise loyalty to God. Exercise loyalty to God. This is crystal clear that there are individuals that are faithful to tradition. There are individuals that are faithful to the popular church. There are individuals that are faithful to the church of their grandmother and their great grandmother or a handsome pastor. But I want you to know that God has called us for us to be loyal and faithful to him. Amen. A faithful, authentic, last day Christian is going to ensure that every step they take, they're going to do it circumspectly, asking the question, is this the step that God wants me to take? And if he has the approval from heaven, then and only then will he move thus. Amen. Loyalty to God. As the angel the first angel said, fear God, obey God. The third quality portrait or characteristic of an authentic last day Christian is that live or die to glorify God. Yes, that is what the Bible says. The Apostle Paul mentions crystal clear. Whatever we do, whatever we do, whether we eat, whether we drink, whatever we do, we must do it for what? Glory For of the God. honor and the glory of God. The word, uh, the word uh, glorify God. The word glorify God. Glory means doxia. Uh, in our liturgy, we have what is called or what is known as the uh, um, doxology. Where we would say praise God or we would sing praise God from whom all blessing flows. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above, ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Everything we do, we do to glorify God. Not to glorify self. Not to glamorize self. But it is to the honor and to the glory of God. Amen. Whether we live or whether we die. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, we left off last evening in the fourth portrait, a panoramic description or vision 
of what a last day Christian needs to have in order to be an authentic Christian. As I mentioned before, scripture is crystal clear. It's not lip service that Jesus is looking for, but Jesus is looking for a total surrender. The Lord wants to hands us up. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, he wants to arrest every heart and allow us through his grace to live under his blessings. The fourth characteristic or the fourth uh, quality that an authentic last day Christian needs to have is recognize that God is setting up his everlasting kingdom. Of which I am a subject by grace. Now from last night till today, I add that little part there, you know, in those brackets. Of which I am. Of which I am a subject of grace. Now, if God, if God, if God, if God has a kingdom, then there needs to be a king. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And if there is a king, then very much likely there are subjects. Amen. Amen. And I am a subject by grace. grace. I am a subject of the kingdom, the everlasting kingdom of God. I want you to turn to the person next to you. Hallelujah. We don't have to social distance. Look them in the face. You don't have on no mask. Praise the Lord. And I want you to tell them, I am a subject of the everlasting kingdom of God. Thank you for helping me preach tonight. God is setting up his everlasting kingdom. And the the last day Christian, the faithful last day Christian, this will be paramount in his cognitive. This will be paramount. This is going to inform every single act. Every single transaction, everything I do is going to be measured by whether it is going to approve or disqualify me from being a subject of grace for his eternal kingdom. Is that all right? Amen. Now, the question is, how is God going to set up this kingdom? If if you look at the book of Daniel chapter 2, Daniel chapter 2, the Bible speaks about God giving a dream to a heathen monarch, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, um, who was king of Babylon. God gave him a dream. God showed him what was going to happen from his kingdom, 605 B.C., all the way to the second coming of Jesus. Now you want to talk about an awesome God? You want to talk about a great God? You want to talk about a God that knows the beginning from the end? Hallelujah. Amen. If you want to know the future, you don't have to go to no palm reader. Hallelujah. I invite you to go to the book of Daniel chapter 2 and Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 8 revelation chapter 13 i want you to know that god knows the future because he is the beginning and he's the end at the end of earth's history god been there done that and he's all the way
way across behind the purple curtain of eternity. Bless Time as we know it have to submit and bow down to eternity soon and very soon. Amen. Bless the Lord. Now, I, I, I removed a verse uh, from the message tonight, but I know I shouldn't have because the good Lord done put that verse on my heart. So allow me to make mention of it. When Jesus, when Jesus was born, I, I know Christmas done gone, but just bear with me tonight. When Jesus was born, the angel Gabriel visiting, visiting Mary allowed, allowed some, some, some prophecy to be exposed to the mother of Jesus, if you allow me to say. And, and Gabriel said to Mary that that little boy, that little boy, that little boy of him, of him, he's going to rule from the kingdom of David. And his kingdom will know, know, end. Hallelujah. Amen. Talking about Jesus, the same Jesus. And so God gave Nebuchadnezzar a dream in Daniel chapter 2. God told Nebuchadnezzar what would have happened to his kingdom that his kingdom would have been overthrown by the Medes and the Persian now before it actually happened God told this heathen monarch this heathen monarch a monarch that, re that received that received praise and adoration from his subjects. A heathen monarch that was treated like a god. I want you to know that God was interested in Nebuchadnezzar's salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. God is preoccupied with the poor but God is also preoccupied with those sitting in high places. Hallelujah. Amen. God told uh, Nebuchadnezzar he was the guy that ruled the entire world. As a matter of fact, there would have never been another king as powerful as Nebuchadnezzar. Right. Some tried to do it. Some tried to be it. But of no avail. Because the Bible makes it crystal clear that Nebuchadnezzar would have been the most potent king. So God told Nebuchadnezzar what would have happened all the way to our days. Now, I read an illustration once of a very wise king that was concerned about his soul and his soul's salvation. And so he hired some men. He realized that he would not, he would not live long enough to uh, uh, embark or to, or to actually know all that he's supposed to know in regards to the sciences. And so he hired some men and he told them, I want you to read all the encyclopedias. I want you to read all the history books. I, I want you to read all the sciences and I want you to bring back that which is the most important information to me. Because I am king and I want to ensure that I 
am doing that which is the most important. And so these individuals that he hired went about on, on their duty to try and bring a summary to the king. What was the most important information that he should have. And, and after a few years, they came back with a 14 volume. And the, and the king looked at the 14 volume response. And, and he said, I'm not going to live long enough to read all of these volumes. He said, I want you to go back again. And I, I want you to bring back something that is simple. Something that is probably two or three sentences after much work after much work the individuals came back with this with this verse Daniel chapter 2 and verse 44 and in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. What is more important than this? I stand to be corrected tonight. What is more important than these words? The God of heaven shall set up a kingdom yes. which shall never be destroyed. Praise the Lord. What is more important than this? For as much as thou sawest that the stone was cut out the mountain without hands, and that it break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God had made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter. And the dream is certain and the interpretation thereof sure. Thank you very much, Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2 is in accordance with the history books of the world. Yes. This is sure prophecy we have as a matter of fact according to peter and the divine inspiration we have a more sure word of prophecy you Amen. can take that to the bank there is one thing that is sure and that is god's words will come to pass Amen. the faithful the authentic last day christian will understand that this world is not our home we are just a passing through my home my home on the hill hallelujah is not in tortola i might not have a belonger's card here but i got a belonger's card hallelujah Amen. way over yonder in yes. glory land somewhere beyond the blue hallelujah in a kingdom in a kingdom where there is no c-o-i hallelujah in the kingdom where righteousness will reign. Praise, Praise the God. Praise the God of heaven. Amen. Where we are going to rejoice forevermore with Jesus. Amen. I am a subject of that kingdom. Amen. By the grace of God. Yes. Amen. Now, I must tell you tonight, we are not out here for entertainment. You have enough entertainment at home. 
And as a matter of fact, of late, COVID had ushered the entertainment even in the church. Hmm. Now people can't tell you nothing. Because you were telling them during COVID, hold your phone. Come on, somebody. And so we're back in church, in person, but with the phone. A pastor can't tell me nothing. Hello? I remember many years ago, well, actually, I think it was in 2014, I went on a missionary trip to Alaska, and I was preaching for one month in a Pentecostal church for one month, and uh, while I was there preaching, there was a lady, there weren't much people in the congregation, there was a lady, just as how... Uh, Brother Sidney holding his phone like that. <laughs> Don't move your phone, Brother Sidney. I'm just using you as an example. Later on, you and I will trash it out. No? So, so while, while I was at that church, I was preaching the word of God. That, that lady had, his, had her phone there. And, and you know, in 2014, if you have a phone, it's a distraction. You know what I'm talking yes. about, right? So how quick you forget, no? <laughs> in 2014, if you had a phone in church, it was a distraction. Yes. And so I looked at the lady and I continued to preach, but every time my eyes go on that lady, I would feel some indignation within my being. I mean, why would this lady be having a phone in church and we're preaching and enjoying the word of God and enjoying the presence? And every time I turn and I look in the congregation, lady right there with her phone, you know. <laughs> Praise the Lord, I didn't call her out. Because a few weeks into the campaign, she said, Pastor, she said, you know what I'm doing with my phone? I said, what are you doing with your phone, sister? Because, um, you know, I feel distracted. She said, sorry, 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 Pastor. She said, but my husband is in prison. She said, my husband is in prison. And every night when you preach... I call, I call him, and he is listening to the message every night. Praise God. Every night. And, and listen, to what, listen to what she said. She said that, and pastor, he has his whole flat of inmates listening with him. Wow. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You know. When I looked at that, I said, well, you know, sis, the only thing that left for me to do is to go to prison to visit your husband. <laughs> to verify your, if your story is authentic. <laughs> and so, no, I didn't say that. But I went to prison. I went to prison to visit. And while, I, of course, it was true, um, the husband, I met the husband, and I had an opportunity to talk to a room full of inmates that were listening that were, that were listening to the message. Oh, yeah. And so although, although the church wasn't packed 
locked every night. I had a prison house back. Hallelujah. Amen. Listening Amen. to the word of God. Praise God Praise for those that are on Facebook listening in. Hallelujah. Praise God for those that are on Proclaim Radio listening. Praise God for those in the near future that they will be feeling hopeless and they are going to see because God is spirit and he's moving in such a might, yes. mighty and majestic way to go just as he showed Nebuchadnezzar he's showing men women boys and girls tonight uh, there is a possibility that there is somebody sitting in the around the tent or, or in under the tent and be saying man when this preacher go finish but perhaps there's somebody right beside you that is drinking hallelujah Amen. from the living water Amen. and their souls are being watered while you there saying I wonder when he go finish <laughs> my friends the destiny of mankind is being determined this very moment by a just God yes Amen. Now, perhaps Somebody might be saying, but preacher, we don't believe in predestination. Are you telling me that God is deciding for me without my input? What are you saying? Well, bear with us. Bear with us tonight as we, as we go forward in the message. I have 40 slides and I'm at number. Amen. <laughs> what is God's agenda? What is God's agenda? Do, what do you think God's agenda is? As I told you last evening, uh, the, 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 the rescue workers in Turkey and in Syria, they are not digging up rubble looking for gold and silver and Mercedes Benz. And, and no, they are digging up the rubble looking for people. And so God is removing the rubble of lies, the rubble of deceit, the rubble of deception, the rubble of materialism, the rubble of self-harm, the rubble of impure speech and impure minds and hearts. And God is removing those rubble, hallelujah, and he's searching for you and I. God wants to save us. He wants to bring us to a place where we will live forever with him. His agenda, his agenda is to crown his son king of kings and lord of lords and, and if he's gonna be king, hallelujah, then he needs some subjects. Yes. So you are a subject. You sitting on the porch listening to us. You are a subject for the kingdom of God Amen. that will never be destroyed. Praise the Lord. And so what is God doing this very moment? Well, as I told you, this message comes from Revelation chapter 14, which is, of course, the revelation of Jesus. What is God doing? How is he going to set up this kingdom that we are talking about revelation chapter 14 verse 7 says saying with a loud voice fear god and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment the hour 
of his judgment. Let that sink in your head tonight. Let that organize your 28 fundamental beliefs. Oh, beloved brothers and sisters, we need to understand clearly that the judgment here, the judgment here, the judgment here in Revelation chapter 14 verse 7 is God's judgment. Amen. So God's agenda is to crown his son king of the cosmos. Yes. Now listen, now I understand. I understand. We have been taught so little that Christianity, we have just been focusing on ourselves. We've been focusing on ourselves just, uh, how can I say this? Discrediting ourselves. Disqualifying ourselves. Let me tell you something about Christianity. Christianity is about Christ. Amen. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. Amen. And so God's agenda is that he is going to set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed and Jesus will be king. Amen. Stop focusing as if though you go be king or me go be king. No, we go be subjects in his kingdom. Okay. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So you are a beneficiary and I am a beneficiary of what God is doing. Yes. He's setting his son as king of kings and lord of lords. And in mercy, in mercy, he wants to save us. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Is that all right or am I preaching some heresy here tonight? Now every, every man is entitled to some heresy. Because none of us are perfect. Right. Now you show me a preacher that has zero heresy. <laughs> that's the first heresy. That's the first heresy right there. The Bible says, the Bible says, he that said that he had no sin is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Hmm. Now that don't mean I'm talking heresy now. Check the scriptures for yourself. Right. For they testify of whom? Jesus. Of the church? Jesus. They testify of Jesus. Yes. And in and through Christ, we have eternal life. Can somebody say amen? amen? Okay, so the question is, how is Jesus, how is God going to set up his son? He is God, right? He is sovereign, he is large, he is great, he is all-powerful. How could he do it? Well, he could just be the bully of the universe and say, this is my son, he is king, amen. But there's an accusation against God. There's an accusation in the great controversy against the king of the universe. Lucifer says that God is not just. Lucifer says that the law of God is not correct, is not right. It is too restrictive. God needs to let us free and let us do whatever we want. If it's nice, do it. That's Lucifer theory. And do you see by following Lucifer theory how the world is today? It's true. 
And so there's an accusation of God in the courts, in the heavenly courts. Look at what the Bible says in Daniel chapter 7, verse 9. Go ahead, sister. I beheld till throne were cast down, and the ancient of days did sit, whose garment wait, wait, was Wait, wait, hold right. up, hold up, hold up. Who is the ancient of days? God. God the Father. Amen. Go ahead. I beheld, the, I beheld, Daniel says, I beheld till the thrones were cast down. <laughs> the thrones were cast down. Now, this, this reminds me, this reminds me of Daniel chapter 2 and verse 45, the verse that was just read. Remember that image of gold, the image of silver and iron and brass. And iron, you remember that image in Daniel chapter 2. Yes. Now, that John, uh, John, I'm sorry, Daniel says, he beheld till the thrones were cast down. All earthly power will come to an end. Yes. Hallelujah. Is the Lord. There will be one king yes. and his name is Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Go ahead, sister. Whose garment was white as snow and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame and his wheels as burning fire. Now, according to the Bible, how will God accomplish this? What we just saw just a while ago, we saw uh, what is known as a judgment environment where God stands or sits, God the Father sits as the judge. Let, let's go on. Let's go on and read. Oh, wait, 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 wait. How will he uh, accomplish this? There are three steps. Step number one, there is an investigation. Remember, there is an accusation against God. And any accusation, I mean, they could arrest you and they could carry you to prison, but they cannot condemn you until there is a what? There is an investigation, there is a trial, and uh, 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 the DPP would co collect all the evidence, and then they would try and condemn you or try and say you are guilty. Are we together? Yes. Wonderful. So how is this going to happen? In like manner, there is what is called the investigative or the pre-advent judgment. Before Jesus comes for the second time, before he bursts the clouds of glory, based on scriptures, there is going to be a pre-advent judgment. What does the Bible say in Revelation twenty-two twelve? And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me. To give every man according as his work shall be. Yes, Revelation chapter 22 verse 12 uh, um, validates the fact that there is an pre-advent judgment. Because when Jesus comes for the second time, there won't be a long line of believers. And then St. Peter will be at the gate and check for your title and check for your surname to see if you made it or not. When Jesus comes, he says, I have what? I have my reward with me. And I'm going to give you according as your work shall be. If our works were good and very much likely the first work that God requires from us is that we believe in his son. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Okay. We I are... saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven, and came to the ancient of days, and they brought him there before him. So you see here, Jesus is not the judge. 
It's the ancient of days that is the judge and Jesus is brought into the courtroom, the celestial yes. courtroom as a litigant. Jesus, there is an accusation against him. And so he is brought into the courtroom. And is God a just God? Is yes. God a righteous God? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I have good news for you, my beloved brothers and sisters. Look at what the Bible says in Daniel 7, 14. And there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. Are we together, church? Amen. Do you see what is going on here? You have the father sitting on the throne as the judge. The Bible says that Jesus was brought in the courtroom. Are we together? Yes. He was brought in the courtroom and and the Bible says, the Bible says that there was given him, given whom? Given Jesus, Jesus the litigant. This means, this means that Jesus won the case. Yes. If the kingdom was given him, if glory was given him, if all people, nation, and language should serve him, if his dominion is an everlasting dominion, then it must mean he wants something. Yes. Man, you guys don't sound excited. Somebody should have jumped up and already do a popa lick. But you guys don't know what popa lick is. A somersault. Jesus is the winner man. Yes. Amen. Jesus won the case. Praise the Lord. Jesus won the case. So, my question tonight is, what is this case? What is this case? The book of Zechariah puts it this way. What? <laughs> Don't worry, I won't fall. I'm out here fishing. What is the case? Lucifer says that you're not worthy to go to heaven. <laughs> Hello? Yes. Lucifer says none of us here. None listening. None who profess to know Jesus is worthy. You know why? <laughs> because we are sinners. Romans chapter 6 makes it crystal clear. Whomever we submit to, that person becomes our master. And we have sinned and we have fallen short of the glory of God. But listen, beloved brothers and sisters, Jesus as King of Kings will not have a kingdom without subjects. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And that is why he shed his precious blood on the cross of Calvary. Amen. That is why he said, Father, I'm going to pay the price for their yes. sins. Amen. Yes, they are sinners, but I'm a great savior. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I saw the reason why Satan won't leave you alone is because, let me rephrase that. The reason why Satan won't leave us alone 
it's because it's because he know he know where he came from. That's right. And he knows where he will end up. <laughs> so look at Lucifer now. Jesus gets the kingdom that will reign forever and ever. Yes. And Lucifer now gets the bottomless pit. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, yes. Where sin and unrepentant sinners will be no more. Mm. Now this has to be done in a careful way, you know. Because the entire universe is looking on. Yes. Now, what do you say, preacher? Are you talking about UFOs here? No, 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 no. UFOs are the doctrines of devils. Hmm. I believe with my whole heart that there are other worlds that have not sinned. Because that is what the scripture teaches. But these other worlds, these sinless worlds, have no contact with earth. That's right. So stop listening to all the lies that the media portrays and the movies, of course. But you shouldn't have no time to be watching no movies. Hallelujah. Amen. But don't worry. Stay right there. I'll say my own amen. Amen. <laughs> Let's move on quickly. The first step is the pre-advent judgment. In the pre-advent judgment, Jesus wins. Yes, amen. And everyone who have chosen Jesus' side win along with him. Praise the Lord. Now, you know, you know, there is um, what you call NBA. Then there is uh, FIFA. Then there are other sports. You know, there are other sports. Uh, and, and, and some of us are diehard. I don't know why. Some of us are diehard Lakers. We are diehard Golden State Warriors. We are diehard this, diehard that. And you and I don't even play the game. <laughs> but we got shirt. We got tennis. We got, uh, we, we, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. So listen up, I'm using that illustration to make this point clear. In the great controversy, in the great controversy, the decisions will be made without you there and without me there. That's right. Because the players are not you and I. The players are Jesus and his holy angels against Lucifer. And his demons. That's right. And in the pre, on the in the pre-advent or the investigative judgment, Jesus wins. Praise God. Now, in the book of Daniel, chapter eight and verse fourteen, the Bible says, "Unto two thousand three hundred days, then the sanctuary shall be cleansed." Uh, the, 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 the emphasis of this is that every single Christian that have professed the name of Christ, uh, they will be a part of it. But I mean, when I say a part of it, uh, you're not up there deciding. It depends on your humility of heart right here and right now. It depends on when Jesus extends his arms of mercy and grace and say, my child, come to me. My child, why 
die in your sins. Accept me before it is eternally too late. When we are weak and weary and when we, 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 have, we have tried and tried and tried, but it seems as if though our entire existence is just bent towards evil, God comes and says, come man, I could help you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know, he is our hope. He's man's yes. hope. He's man's hope. He's our way to God. He's God's way to us. And the, yes. our condemnation and the final judgment will not be because I am a thief or I am an adulterer. I am a murderer. I am a liar. No. Our condemnation and the judgment will simply be because light came and we choose darkness instead of light. Jesus came and instead of accepting him, we came up with a whole lot of excuse. Oh, I am Baptist. Nobody asked you that. The question is, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior? Amen. And if the answer is yes, <laughs> then inadvertently the question is, are we following Jesus? It's not, it's not, okay, um, you know, I, I believe him. The Bible says in the book of James, even the devil believes. And his belief is deeper than our type of belief. You know, can we believe and we just keep living and keep on going. But the devil believes and trembles. Yes. The first phase is pre-advent judgment. Jesus wins. And I choose Jesus tonight. How about you? Amen. If you choose praise Jesus, just let me see you raise your hand. If yes. you choose Jesus, just raise your hand. Jesus, if, if the person next to you is sleeping, keep your hand up. Give them the elbow and put back your hand up. Okay? Choose Jesus. This is life unto life tonight. Amen. Amen. This is life unto life. If they slap you, that's you and them. But you're trying to save their souls. Hallelujah. Amen. There, Jesus, I want you to look at all the hands that went up. Look at yes, all the hands yes. that went up. We accept you. You are, the, you are on the winning team and we are on the winning team. Amen. You are the victor. Yes. You are the victor. We surrender to you. Come into our hearts yes, and Lord. transform our lives and teach us to love you. Teach us to love your ways. Teach us to love your words. Teach us to love your commandment. Teach us to love your things. Teach us to love your spirit. Teach us, Lord. Yes, Lord. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. Nobody pretending nothing. We are sinners saved by, by grace. grace. Amen. The second step of the judgment is the millennial phase. Where the Bible says in Revelation chapter 20. That the devil, the devil, Lucifer, and all his angels will be bound by a chain of circumstance. Because those that are alive, those that were alive at the second coming of Jesus, and they believed in Jesus along with those that were dead, they would have, they would have rose from the grave. And Jesus would have taken all who believe in him. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And then those that are unrighteous, those that reject rejected the call of Jesus those that rejected the pe appeal I want you to know that it's not me you're rejecting it's not the church you're rejecting it is Jesus your Amen. only hope you are rejecting and I want you to know when Jesus comes from the, for the second time there will only be two groups one that is looking towards the eastern sky and they will be saying lo this is our God we have waited for 
follow him. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. He has come to save us and we will rejoice in his salvation. Those that died in Christ... Praise the Lord. I don't know. I have been to some funerals where they take like where they take like almost two hours to put that steel and tie the steel and put the cement and the locking up thing tight, tight. But I want you to know that when Jesus comes, yes. hallelujah, no mason work is gonna hold back those that died in Jesus. Praise God. Yes, what a great reunion that will be. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. God will make ample compensation for the separation of our loved ones that we are feeling this very moment. Praise the Lord. What a glorious day. Yes. What a glorious day that will be. But there will be a second group. There will be a second group that... That will be saying to the rocks, according to Revelation chapter 6. Uh, yeah, there, there will be a group that will be saying, running, running to the rocks. Come on now. Some of them gone all the way at Virgin God by the bats. Come on, somebody. And they say, <laughs> fall on us. The biggest rock there, you know. Fall on us and hide us from the face of the one that said, behold, Revelation one seven. Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye, every eye, I say, every eye shall see him. Amen. Those with one eye will get back the other eye. Hallelujah. Amen. Those that were blind will receive their sight. Hallelujah. Amen. Every eye will see the Son of Man yes. coming in glory. And Jesus himself said, there will be those that will remain alive. They will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in glory. Amen. Oh, my beloved brothers and sisters, we will be in heaven. We will be in heaven. Amen. I'm claiming it. Hallelujah. Yes. I heard somebody say the other day, they be singing in church, when we all get to heaven. It's not everybody can sing that, but I'm claiming that tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. When we all get to heaven. Yes. What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We shall sing and shout the victory. Now, the, those that are alive, but they were unrighteous, they would die. And so those that are righteous, those that are unright what makes you righteous? Christ, our righteousness. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Amen. They will go up to heaven. We will go up. And I know what about they. We will go up. Hallelujah. Amen. We will go up to heaven. Yes. Praise the Lord. <laughs> All this Amen. nonsense about it will go up. No, it's we. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Yes. It's male and female created. He them. Praise the Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm. I got nothing to lose. Because I'm glorifying God. Amen. Whether I live or I die, I'm glorifying God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise Amen. The Praise Lord. the Lord. And so here we have Lucifer and his fallen angels. Tied up circumstantially for a thousand years, according to Revelation chapter 20, with nobody to tempt. Mm. You would think that rascal would sit down and think out, you know, what have I done? His words against Christ, 
commandments and, and now there is desolation yes. over the entire earth. Darkness! No more power plant to light up Tortola. Utter darkness. Dead bodies of those who did not repent. Hallelujah. Amen. Them big churches too. Why are you looking at me like that for? I'm preaching the word. Preach the word. Lay up treasures. In heaven. In heaven. Amen. Use your resources to proclaim the good news. Yes. Build and thus set the Lord. And you won't lose anything right. when Jesus comes. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. One thousand years, the devil have no one to tempt. Just thinking about all his wickedness. Hmm. At the millennial phase, those, those of us that are in heaven, hallelujah, amen. amen. You got to claim it, you know. Yes. Those of us that are in heaven, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 20, it says the books were open. What were open, church? Books. The books were open. Some people are, are, are fighting that we have no books here on earth no more because everybody gone with their device, you know. <laughs> heaven still have books. Yes. I'm going with heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The books were open. Yes. And listen now. What will happen for those thousand years? If, 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 just if. You don't see me there. <laughs> and just if I don't see you there. Hello? Yes. We have an opportunity for a thousand years, you know, Brother West. A thousand years where we go over the records in heaven. Yes. And we say, but, but this, I mean, this guy preached. I mean, the, when he preached the word, I feel so close to Jesus. I give my heart to Jesus. Uh, and, and because of him, because of his ministry, because of what he did, because of what she did, why I'm here. How come he's not here? Uh, and you go to the books. And the books say, man, the guy was just a hollow show, you know. <laughs> Sad. Yeah. He was preaching, but he did not order his life in harmony with his teaching. Sad. Hello? Yeah. And God don't give no preacher no special permit to sin. The fact that I belong to the church don't necessarily automatically determine that I belong to heaven. That's right. Hello, somebody. Yes, hello. Whatever I preach, whatever I teach, I must beat my body into subjection Amen. to thus set the Lord. Amen. And so you have, after you look at everything and you say, man, you end up crying. Somebody say that there'll be no tears in heaven. You heard it, no? In Revelation 21. Revelation 20 is the millennial phase of the judgment. Revelation 21, 1 to 5, is where Jesus said he will dry up all the tears. 
So some people will be weeping and wailing, man, I can't believe it. But at the end of the day, God, you're just. Amen. I see in the records how many times, you know, you try to reach out to him. Every time he prepared a sermon, you're right there with the Holy Ghost slapping him up, telling him, yes, you need to follow that too. The things sound good, but it would be better if you live it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And the Holy Spirit would massage the truth into our hearts. But nonetheless, because we've refused to surrender our hearts to God, we end up lost. And yes, it's sad, and then ultimately you cry, but God will wipe that tear. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 God will dry up all the tears because ultimately God is a just God. And you know why? You know why it's a thousand years, a millennial phase, is, is the second phase of judgment is a thousand years. It's because God is not going to make any mistake. Well, he never did, you know, but he's going to ensure According to Nahum 1.9, he's going to ensure that sin does not rise its wicked head again. That's right. Hallelujah. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Anybody that is up in heaven is because they are convicted. They are convicted that God is just. Amen. His judgments are righteous. And he's a good God. Yes. And the devil is a liar. Yes. And then the third phase of the judgment is the... We, 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 we running down now. We running down now. Do you not know that we will... Go ahead, sister. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more the things of this life? Yes. The Apostle Paul here was talking, I mean, respecting the, the initial context. The Apostle Paul was talking here about some church people that all they do is take other people to court. Hmm. And wow. so the Apostle Paul is saying, look, before you run to the court house with the brother or with the sister, um, you know, bring it to the church, bring it to the elders, bring it to the leadership of the church, and let's see if we can work something out, you know. But of course, we're not talking about abuse. Hello, somebody. If there is abuse of a minor, don't bring that to no elder. And if you bring it to the pastor or the elder, we, ha we have a responsibility to go directly to the police. That's right. Hello? Yeah. But Paul is saying here, do you not know that we will judge angels making a reference to the millennial judgment? And so he's saying, look, if we are going to judge angels, then the little things that are going on here on earth, I mean, we're not talking about those things that are, are, are breaking the law of the land. We are talking about, okay, you know, your father died and you and your brother start fighting for land and you end up in court. You don't got to go to court for anyhow, anyhow. <laughs> we, the, 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 the society in which we are living in, uh, I mean, anyhow, let me move on quickly. The third and final step is the post-millennial phase, the executive judgment where God will give according to that which we have done. And so Philippians 2, 9 to 11 says quickly, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, 
and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Daniel 7, 27, what does the Bible say? And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Somebody should have said glory to God. Glory to God. The kingdom Amen. and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to whom? Jesus. No man. Read the thing now. Given to whom? This. The subjects. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. Yes, we, we're, going, we're going in a little while. We're going in a little while. But just bear with me. Hold, hold with me. I mean, don't let me enjoy this thing by myself, no? This thing nice. So work with me. Work with me here. Yes. The Bible says that the kingdom and dominion and greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to whom? The people of the saints of the most high. Now look, church. Jesus won it. God say, I'm giving this to you, my son. Yes. And look at what the son say. The son say, I'm giving it to my people. Yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's good stuff, man. Now, there's another guy by the name of Lucifer, according to Ezekiel 28 and Isaiah chapter 14. He was in heaven, you know, and he said, you know what? I will be like the most high. Mm. And he wanted to put his throne above that which is God. He wanted to kick God off the throne. He wanted the worship that should be only to God, he wanted that worship. Might I tell you that there was war in heaven. <laughs> Michael and his angels fought against the devil, the dragon, Satan, Lucifer, and his angels fought. And the Bible says, the Bible says that Lucifer was cast down. He was cast out of heaven. He's a loser then. He's a loser now. And he will forever be a loser. Because That's how it. in the world are you going to win Jesus now? Mm -hmm. Look. Lucifer wanted to be up there. And he's going to end up all the way in the bottomless pit. Mm. But look at Jesus yes. now. Jesus was up there. According to Philippians chapter 2. Jesus was up there. But he did not consider it something equal to be with and like God. But he disposed himself of that. Allow me to just say that. Because that's a theological fault there. But he, he put that one side. He put that one side. He put that one side. And he became just like you and I. Yes. Yes. And for that reason, because he humbled himself, that's what the Bible says, he who exalted himself will be abased, but he who humbled himself shall be exalted. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And this is why, this is why the oceans are so great. Simply because they're just a little lower than all the rivers. We need some humility. Come on, somebody. Yes. We need some humility in order for us to be great. The fifth, the fifth characteristic they possess. Possess discernment of the downfall of apostate religious organization. The last day Christian, the authentic last day Christian will understand Revelation chapter 14 and verse 8. Go again. Go and ahead, another sister. angel followed saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. 
that great city, because she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Yes, the last day Christian, the last day Christian is faithful, and the last day Christian is going to understand that the world in which we are living in is confused, and there is a lot of confusion in regards to God. Why are there so many denominations? Why are there more than 33 thousand different belief system when there is only one God well I hear people say it all the time it doesn't matter which church you go it doesn't matter which pastor you listen to all we do we worship in the same God that is a lie There is confusion in the air. And the author of confusion in the religious air, there is confusion. And the author of confusion is Lucifer. Yes. But it's good to know that just before the second coming of Jesus, the message is crystal clear. Babylon will not repent. Babylon will not change. The Bible makes it crystal clear that Babylon will fall, is fallen, is fallen. That great city. Why? Because she made, she made. You see, the government of God does not obligate us. But Babylon made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Imagine religion or religious activities or your, or your, or your freedom to worship is being compromised yeah. by a system that demands that you drink their wine. But I want you to know tonight that those that are faithful to God, those that are, are authentic Christians that study the word of God for themselves will know that most of these religious, prolific religious uh, persons, they are preaching what they want you to hear and what you want them to say to you. But there is a group, come on somebody, there is Man. a small group that are not popular. They are not popular. Oh, my beloved friends, but they are presenting thus said the Lord. Amen. Even at the expense of their own lives, yes. they are willing to die for the truth. Amen. And the Bible says that this religious bigotry has to come to an end. Yes. It's going to fall. It is fallen. It continues to fall. Yes. And Revelation chapter 18 verse 5 says, come out of her. Not everybody, not everybody. Come out of her, my people. Yes. Numbers, is that seven already? Six. Uh, six, thank you very much. I'm blind, but behold, every eye shall see him. Amen. The sixth and penultimo. Um, avoid worshiping and receiving the mark of the beast. The true last day Christian, authentic last day Christian is going to intentionally avoid worshiping and receiving the mark of the beast. Now it was preposterous to see those who profess to know the truth the last few years talking about the vaccine is the mark of the beast. I said, Lord have mercy. <laughs> hmm. 
the true, the authentic last day Christian is going to avoid worshipping and receiving the mark of the beast. Go ahead, sister. If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or in, on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God. Yes, I want to make it categorically clear that the mark of the beast, what surrounds the, the concept of the mark of the beast is worship. Yes. It is not no credit card. It is not no uh, uh, nano chip that they uh, implant under your skin. No, my beloved brothers and sisters, perhaps these might add <laughs> to the system. But I want you to know that the mark of the beast, the mark of the beast has to do with worship. If, if the message goes loud and clear to those who live here. What do you call this district? Three? Six. Six? Oh boy, I'm lost. <laughs> if anyone in district six, who's saying seven? What district is it? No? Six. Oh my goodness. And the mark of the beast says six. The number of the man is six, six, six. No? Have mercy. We just think it's a start. It's a start. If, if anyone in District 6 worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or in or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God. Oh, my beloved brothers and sisters, God has sent us by here to share the word, to proclaim the word. And we have to identify what the mark of the beast is. We have to identify who the beast is. And this is what we are going to do by the grace of God tomorrow evening. Now, God has given us a specific message. God has give us, given us a special message. And it, it is not the popular message. It is not the message that everybody is going to be talking about. But nonetheless, we must be faithful to that which God has given us. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise Amen. God. And somebody, somebody is just tired of all the sugar coating. They want to hear what the Lord has to say. Yes. God wants to save us from, the from his destructive wrath. Now somebody might be saying, impossible. God is love. Yes, God is love. And for that precise reason, he has to put an end to sin. Amen. Because sin cannot cohabit eternally with God. Sin has to give in. Yes. Sin has to be destroyed. Yes. And God's kingdom has to reign forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So God send us by to give a message wrapped up in hope for the community, Amen. for the world in which we are living in today. And the final quality or characteristic or portrait of a last day Christian is that he received the seal of receive God. the seal of God. Now, what is the seal of God? I know that I know that many individuals say, well, the sealing is the Holy Spirit. I understand what you have to say, but just listen to what the Bible has to say. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, a seal, a seal uh, contains three important things. The name, the title, and the territory. For example, um, 
Let's use the United States. Who is the president of the United States? Joe Biden. Sorry? Jill Biden? Joe Biden. Oh, Joe. 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 And what is his title? President. And uh, he is president over what? United States. United States of America. In like manner, the seal of God contains these three important points. His name is the Lord. Lord your God. Yes. His title is? Creator. He is the creator. He not no president. Come on, somebody. He is the creator of the presidents. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. He is the creator of the universe. He is the creator of earth. And his territory is? Heaven. Heaven. And earth, and so I want to point you to the seal of God, okay? Amen. As we close, I want to point the last day Christian that wants to be faithful to God. I want to point you to the seal of God. The Bible says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God, in it thou shalt not do any work. Uh huh. Uh, remember, the seal has three important things. The first yeah. one is the name. And so in the commandment, in the fourth commandment, is the seal of the living God. He says, the seventh day is the Sabbath of who? The Lord, the thy, Lord God. thy God. Let's continue to read. Okay. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, the manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea Wait, and... Wait, hold up, hold up. Uh, what is his territory? Heaven and earth. Okay, and he, he is what? His title is? Lord. His name is? The Lord. His title is creator. creator and his territory is heaven and earth. Yes, it is found in the fourth commandment. Go ahead, sister. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Yes, so this is not a suggestion, brothers and sisters. This is not copyrighted by the Seventh-day Adventist Church. No, this is the commandment of God. And his seal is crystal clear. It is smack dead right in the middle of the Ten Commandments. Love to God and love to our fellow men. Look at Amen. what the Bible says in ex ex Ezekiel, sorry, 2020. And hollow my Sabbath, and there shall be a sign between me and you, that ye may know that I am the Lord your God. Yes, thank you very much. The major prophet Ezekiel makes a, a very clear. He says, they, the Sabbaths shall be a sign between God and his children. Between God and those that will be subjects to his eternal kingdom. Yes. Hallow my Sabbaths. There shall be a sign between me and you. That he may know that I am the Lord, your God. Revelation 14, 12, the Bible says. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Yes, so you see, God has a display. 
the end of time or the time of the end, God has a display of individuals that are faithful to him. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they and the quality qualifications that keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. One final question. I mean, when we reach heaven now, because if all of us go in heaven, hallelujah, amen. amen. But the question is, when, when we reach heaven, which day are we go keep in heaven? The Sabbath day. But, I mean, those who want to keep another day, I mean, they can go ahead, no? No. Let's see what the Bible... Let's see what the Bible has to say. For Isaiah 66, 22 and 23. For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, saith the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, shall all flesh come to worship before me, saith the Lord. Mm. Amen. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. An authentic last day Christian is committed to the global proclamation of the everlasting gospel. An authentic last day Christian is loyal to God. An authentic last day Christian live or die to glorify God. An authentic last day Christian recognize that God is setting up, God is setting up his everlasting kingdom and we are a part of it by his grace. An authentic last day Christian has the discernment that all the confusion is coming to an end. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. There will be one shepherd. His name is Jesus. Amen. And there will be one fold. Praise Amen. the Lord. Praise the authentic last day Christian will avoid worshiping and receiving the mark of the beast. And finally, the authentic last day Christian will receive the seal of God. Praise God. Now, I told you before I like fishing, right? Although I've never been fishing here in, in Tortola, let him who have air and a boat here. <laughs> so, on many occasions when you go out fishing, sometimes you go out in the night, right? And so while you're out there fishing, you might have a good bite. And, you know, some people have these, um, these reels, rod and reel. And, but we, I'm poor man, you know. I have my line and I have my, you know, I, I get a, a, a bottle, a, a Coke bottle or something. I do my own thing, you know. Amen. amen. Say my own amen. <laughs> and so sometimes when, you, when you're in a boat and you catch a good catch, you know, you're not concerned about trying to make the line ready for when you're ready to throw back. Sometimes you're too excited and you're moving here, moving there, and it's a big catch and you have to go to the stern and sometimes you go all the way to the back and you go in a long before you know it. Yes. Your line you might spend the rest of your fishing expedition trying to lose that. Hmm. This is what I'm trying to say to you tonight. Get tangled up in Jesus. Amen. Hard to lose. Yes. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, sometimes <laughs> you have to deem your line condemn. Mm. And you cut your losses. Mm -hmm. 
This is how we are supposed to be with Jesus and Amen. his word. Not with tradition. Not with my favorite or what I choose. No, it's what Jesus has to say. Amen. And so tonight in conclusion, I ask the question. Do you want to be an authentic Christian? Yes. By the grace of God. Amen. I want to have a prayer with you. If you want to be an authentic Christian, then I invite you to just, to just stand to your feet. If you stand to your feet as we have the closing prayer. You're standing because you're saying, Father, I want to be an authentic Christian. It's, it's by faith. It's not by sight. I can't do it by myself, but Jesus, I can do all things through Christ. Amen. Heavenly Father, tonight we are thankful for your words. Your word, I know, Lord, that your spirit have made your word crystal clear in every hearer's heart tonight. I pray, I only pray, Lord, that we might not harden our hearts to thus set the Lord. But in childlike faith, in humility, we might say, Lord, it's your word. Help me to order my life in harmony with your teachings. Amen. I want to be tied up and tangled up in you, Jesus. So that when the devil pull, it get tighter with Jesus. Yes. Oh, Father, thank you for this opportunity to share your words. As I leave and as we leave this place, my responsibility, as is the responsibility of every sincere worshiper, is to order our lives in harmony with what your words say. Amen. Give us that grace, Lord. I pray that you work a miracle in our hearts and in this community. And many souls will make a full surrender to you before it is eternally too late. Thank you, Lord, for hearing us and blessing us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Good night. God bless you. We're looking forward to seeing you tomorrow night or, or at 7.15 p.m. God bless you. Have a wonderful night.